You're a soft launcher, Gigi. I'm not a soft launcher. I was not calling myself out. <laughs> I was trying to get some advice for people who do that. I've never done sure, that in my sure, life. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe. I don't know. No, I, I actually am an infamous soft launcher. So yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Teach me. Help me. <laughs> You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. Buckle up for some wild breakup stories. I'm not spending one more second of this life with some inconsiderate threat. Now I hate you, you slut bastard. Rachel, I come on, talk to you, please. You know, I can't even look at you right now. Stop! Don't touch my ever. Take all your You understand me is I am crazier. That's not something to be fucking proud of, Cassie. No. But it is something you should be scared of. Welcome to the Bad Break Podcast, where we dive into some of the wackiest, wildest breakup stories out there. Each week, we unpack explosive, jaw-dropping breakup stories with guests from all over the world to get to the heart of why breakups can be so emotionally intense. We're your hosts, Chris Friata and Gigi Engel. Before we crack on with today's episode, be sure to subscribe and download today's episode so we can keep bringing you all of these wild stories and insights from some of the world's leading experts on heartbreak. Today, we have Dr. Naz Mo'ali. Dr. Naz is an internationally recognized psychologist, educator, and sex therapist. She's also an esteemed podcaster with a thriving private practice in Los Angeles. woo As a dedicated professional, she specializes in helping couples and individuals navigate the complex world of sex and intimacy. Dr. Nas hosts the highly acclaimed weekly podcast, Sexology, which consistently ranks in the top 20 and introduces listeners to the most fascinating and groundbreaking findings in psychology, sex, and intimacy. And she's like one of my favorite people in the world. So today we're going to be talking to her about a recent story that I did for Inside Hook. And it is uh, something that I've seen happen a lot, not just in my personal life, which I have, but also in the clinic where I work, which is it was called a soft launched breakup. And we're going to get into it today. That's amazing. Dr. Naz, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited about this topic. I haven't heard anyone else is uh, they're talking about it. So this is going to be excellent. I mean, Gigi is like a genius when it comes to this. And I would say she coined <laughs> the term since she isn't snooty enough to say it herself. No, I absolutely did coin the term. It's true. <laughs> this is my term. Soft launch breakup TM. There we go. Yeah. Copyright. It. Um, but yeah, it's such a it's such a pleasure to meet you, Dr. Naz. I'm so excited to hear about your your insights. To kick it off, you know, I wanted to read you guys one of our anonymous breakup submission stories because I think it may or may not be a perfect segue for our conversation. And Gigi, you know I love getting your reactions. Dr. Naz, buckle up because these can be kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah, they're they're always really good. So let's just get right into it. As always, if anyone else wants to go ahead and submit their own submissions, check Check out our Instagram page or Twitter. Follow the link there to our form. So previously uh, on another episode, we had someone meet on Facebook dating. Gigi, I'm sure you remember. It's a good one. This time they met in the Facebook comments section. Hot. 
which I've never heard of happening in my life. <laughs> but yeah. That's so romantic. Shit goes down in the Facebook comments section. Anyway, someone needs to cut Zuckerberg a check or something because he's a freaking matchmaker. But this person is in their mid-20s. Honestly, it sounds like something out of one of my favorite shows, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Just listen along. Just This is, this is really wild. I, d I don't want to be rude, but it seems like it was a pretty <laughs> fast-moving relationship. <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but this got crazy. <laughs> yeah, they ended up getting married to each other. And the listener who submitted this story said they were in a long distance relationship. In fact, he took out a $15,000 loan and paid for a visa application for, I guess now his ex-wife to help get her to the States, which didn't exactly end up happening. So the listener says that things started to go wrong a month before the relationship officially ended. And he wrote, my ex started getting close with a guy via text and I was beginning to get leery on it. I'm not sure how he had, you know, access to his ex's text messages. I was going to say that. I was like, how do you know? Anyway. No idea. He also says that he saw her Google history. So I think he might have been Skype. stalking. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he had some one of those like cloner things, like the technology cloning. Anyway, go ahead. He says, my ex was starting, was starting to get close to the guy via text and I was beginning to get leery on it. She she kept getting irritable with me and was being rude a lot. I began to realize what was going on and found out that she had been cheating. I realized she had been using me for money. Her father had told me what happened. I also saw her Google history. She said she wanted an open relationship, but I blew up on her and told her I knew the truth. She left me a day later and went with the guy that she was talking to. <laughs> So things just start to get even worse here. He says, <laughs> which I don't know how they can, but they do. He says, I told her family and friends what she did and how she cheated on me. This was meant to cover my butt in the event she badmouthed me, which apparently he says she has a history of doing that with others. She then says she wanted to kill herself because I apparently ruined her life despite her cheating on someone that she was married to. So that to me, I mean, coming from the woman, I don't think anyone in this situation is perfect, but that sounds like gaslighting. It's that's messy. How can you say you want to kill yourself and then it's messy, right? I'm not sure. But anyway, I'll leave that to the experts on the podcast here. But to me, it sounds like there's some gaslighting and some toxicity going all around here. He writes, she ruined my life. I can't go to school until I'm 27 because I'm stuck paying the debt off that she caused me to incur. But if there's any silver lining to this one, the listener writes that the breakup helped them become independent, but they said that they still miss her dearly and they still talk to her family and <laughs> friends. I don't even know how to respond to this one. So <laughs> what are your thoughts, both of you? I'm so interested. That's just like a, re a really horrible situation. Just explosive. I mean, Dr. Nas, have you ever worked with clients who were in a long distance relationship and there was very obvious cheating happening or what, what in your experience feels similar to this, if there is any? Well, nothing, <laughs> nothing feels similar to this. <laughs> this is, it could be a forensic case, right? In a way, because of how much manipulation went into the whole situation. I feel sad for the client, for the suffering they endured, uh, because it seems like it was very clear from the beginning that there was just no intention of kind of like improving fostering a real connection because when he's when she proposed opening up relationship usually people have a conversation before finding a partner so she was already cheating with this other person i think with open uh, also with long distance relationship it requires a lot of great boundary setting a great communication and it seems like with with this relationship, the fact that he felt the need that he needs to go and check all of her private messaging also, that's a red flag. So there's just so many 
red flag that I, of course it's easier to see when you're at the end of the story but it seems like there were some major issues from the beginning right i don't think two wrongs make a right in my view like you don't you shouldn't go looking through someone's messages or, or google history just because you have like a suspicion that they might be doing something nefarious on the other hand you shouldn't be starting up a whole other relationship with someone outside of your marriage without discussing it with your partner like both of these people seem like they were in a doomed to fail relationship from the very beginning what do you think g i mean for from my perspective, it, this relationship with the husband was one that was started so that this person could get a visa. I obviously like don't know their situation, but it really sounds that way because I and I wouldn't be shocked to find out that the wife had had this other partner or was had other partners throughout the whole experience because it really does feel like this was about getting to the US, not really about love. This happens on 90 Day Fiance all the time. Like, I'm not talking about <laughs> this guy specifically, but on the show, there are so many dudes in the States who just fall in love with these foreign chicks who are basically just manipulating them, using them, doing whatever they can to achieve whatever goal it is, which usually is just getting, you know, some sort of like a visa to get into the States. It's just so, it's so fucked yeah. up on so many levels to do that to, to a human being. And for all you listeners out there who are obsessed with 90 Day Fiance, there will totally be an episode where we break down some of those breakups in the future. So subscribe to the channel. <laughs> Let's talk soft launch breakups. I just, I felt that that was the perfect okay. story to, to get into this. That really was. It was like, it was almost like a soft launched relationship that turned into like, because it was kind of a fake relationship. Yeah. So let's talk soft launch breakup. We're all familiar with soft launching a relationship where your significant other starts to appear sort of mysteriously in your social media. Like you'll, you're like, you know, you're out and there's two coffee cups on the table and you're like coffee Sundays or like, you know, you can kind of see like the back of someone's head in a photo. And then that's kind of like you're testing the waters when you're not totally sure if a relationship is going to become something real. So we want to talk about the evil cousin of the soft launched relationship, which is the soft launch breakup. Now, a soft launch breakup is a form of gaslighting behavior where your partner may want to break up with you or wants to end the relationship in some form or isn't really sure about where they want the relationship to go. And instead of doing the emotional labor of actually breaking up with you, they begin to gaslight you into thinking that the relationship wasn't as serious as it was before. So they may start to say things like, oh, I thought we were just having fun or, oh, I thought we were on the same page that this is just like a casual thing. And it's like, it's very destabilizing because it can make you feel like that, like you completely misunderstood what was happening in the relationship. I use Dr. Nazanin for so many of my articles, but she specifically helped me with this piece that I wrote for Inside Hook that was all about soft launch breakups. And before we I get into my questions with her, I wanted to say that I had a friend who DM'd me when I shared this story told me that he and his partner, he had been experiencing this. He had broke broken into tears when he was reading the article and reading through all the different things that kind of make up soft launch breakups. And he was like, this is exactly the experience I was having. And he sat down with his partner. He had a conversation. It turned out that's exactly what was going on. And he they broke up. And I was like, I'm obviously devastated for my friend because that's really sad. Wow. But at the same time, I was like, thank God you, that you read this article and you were able to see that your suspicions about this were correct and that you, you were able to 
understand that you were being treated unfairly. So I thought that that was a pretty cool outcome. Congratulations, Gigi. You ended another relationship. Go Gigi. (laughs) I'm really good at that. The toxic one. (laughs) Dr. Nas, do you see this happen often in your work? I've seen the pattern for sure. Again, going back to what we talked about, I haven't heard the term before. So it's definitely something that Gigi coined. But what how how I see it is that people coming into my office kind of like doubting their reality. They think there's something wrong with them because they are in this situation. They feel that it impacts their self-esteem. It impacts their reality testing. It leads them to feel like they have to work extra hard for this relationship to make it work. And that can be a very toxic pattern. Definitely. When when I hear gaslighting, it sounds like something that's intentionally done by one person to another person. But when it comes to soft launching a breakup... I mean, I guess I'm interested in hearing from both of you. Does does it always have to be an intentional act? Could it ever just be someone's like weird kind of way of getting out of something without fully addressing it, but not really intending to, to gaslight or, or fully harm the other person? I mean, in my experience, I think it, it can be a f- sort of rooted in attachment wound, like somebody who isn't particularly good at dealing with emotionally intense situations and doesn't really handle conflict particularly well. They tend to react this way, the sort of like distancing from the relationship in the hopes that the other person will do the emotional labor of doing the actual breaking up because they don't handle that conflict and they don't have the skills, the social skills to sort of handle that break up in a way that feels safe for them. What do you think, Dr. Nas? Absolutely. So as you said, one one kind of presentation would be the person doesn't wouldn't have the conflict resolution, kind of like there are uh, conflict avoidance. And they just like there's people pleasers. So they're just so scared of having this conversation. So they kind of like waiting for the partner to see the sign and read the cue. You might be an okay person, but you don't have this skill. But also what I've seen a lot is the manipulation piece that Uh, Gigi was talking about, right? So that the person knows that if they invest early on, so they give the partner this illusion of it's a real thing, it is great, and then they can pull back and kind of wait and see how long they can rip the benefit of having that person in their life, right? So if they're not breaking up with them, maybe like you're putting a 10% effort and the person go in 90%, whether it's with sex, whether it's with love, with affection, or you can hook the person in this cycle of kind of a, they assume that if they work harder, the relationship will go back to the place it was. And that could drag on for months and years. So it can be very dangerous and manipulative pattern. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gigi. I was going to say on that note, like there are some, there are several signs and I wanted to see if Dr. Nas wants to add to this list, but there are several like signs that this is happening to you. Like I said, there are like certain phrases that your partner might start using, but also there's like in the, you know, when, when you're soft launching a relationship, you start to sort of appear in the background of your partner's photos in a soft launch breakup, you suddenly <laughs> disappear from them. And you might find that your partner is like, like kind of falling off the face of the earth and not responding to your texts for days at a time. You start finding that like your invitations to like family gatherings and gatherings of friend groups start to dwindle and sort of just generally start to feel like this like emotional distance. But it's more of like, it's like behavior patterns. Meanwhile, the partner keeps telling you, 
oh no, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Oh, I'm just busy at work. What do you think are some other signs, Dr. Naz? Well, I think definitely reduced contact is one. And I think kind of like undermining your experience could be another, mm. right? Like you're telling about your experience, how disappointed you are. And then they can say like, you know, I'm just busy. You're being unreasonable. So that could be another part of what, what would show up. Uh, and I think kind of lack of interest in your life could be another sign, right? Maybe the person was following up about things in your life. And right now they just don't show that much of an interest because they're not invested. That's interesting. So it's like a very clear discrepancy between what they used to give you and what they're giving you during the soft launch breakup. Yes, but it's such a, it's, but the difference is so, is immense, but the manipulation factor is to try to make you feel like it's not. Right. That, that's what's crazy to me. Like that feels so Truman showy, like to create some sort of illusion, like Dr. Nas said, and just kind of convince this person that everything is, you know, roses and daisies when it's really not like Mm. Dr. Nas, what are some of the psychological impacts that someone who has you know, experience this deals with after the fact? First of all, I, it can be traumatic for people. I don't use it lightly, but again, kind of experiencing something like that, kind of like that can be traumatic. I think the other piece that can be kind of like impacting people's self-confidence because they're, they don't have the history of this person. This is the way they do relationship. You think you've done something wrong, therefore they're behaving this way. So you start doubting everything, questioning every move, and that can be very toxic. The other thing is that can create obsession and preoccupation. In our lives, sometimes when things are not working, we're thinking about to fix it. But when we are obsessed and preoccupied with talking about this relationship, fixing it, that tend to alienate us from people around us. Like how many times our girlfriend or boyfriend can hear about this relationship and what's not happening. So that also can impact our other social interactions. And I think the other part that's really important to know that it can trigger your past wounds, right? Mm -hmm. Many people, they have wounds and trauma from the family of origin and experiencing this can trigger that and it can bring up some of the issues that they felt they have dealt with it. I'm I'm interested in like asking both of you guys since Gigi, you, you said like, this is something that you've seen happen in, in your life. What what kind of advice would you give to someone who's experienced a soft launch breakup? Yeah, I mean, I think that the years, there's really just nothing that gets to the point faster than an open and honest conversation. I think that with these soft launch breakups, when someone has made you feel so destabilized and made you question your reality and your sanity so much, it's like you're you're sort of terrified that the relationship will fall apart. And so you're kind of holding on with all your might. So you're trying not to do anything that might like rock the boat. You're trying not to be needy and you're trying not to ask for too much. And you're like subverting your own needs to the other person in order to sort of stay in this relationship that you want to be in even though because you're really holding on to what the relationship was like before the soft launch breakup started that you're you're remembering how much attention and love and caring you had before that so i think that that makes people avoid wanting to have these really hard conversations because inevitably people are afraid that if they are clear and honest about what's going on the relationship will end so i think that's why people avoid these conversations but to be honest like I would really like take stock of the behavior that's been happening and have a really open and honest conversation. Because if the relationship ends, it was like, it's better that it ends now rather than like a year from now. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think, Dr. Nas? Well, you brought up such a great point. Like I think communication is really, really important, especially when I mean, we're talking about sometimes the partner does gaslighting. So you're kind of scared of bringing up the concern because they think you're crazy and needy now. But first thing I want people to know that you're an expert on how you feel. 
Mm. That is so true. Like you get to have your emotions. Like no one can tell you, you shouldn't feel this way and you should feel this way. So validate your emotion. Know that like your emotions are valid. And then when you bring it up with the partner, talk on talking about the pattern, what what you've noticed in a neutral way and set expectation. These are the expectation. A, B, C, these are important for me. And kind of see what they respond and what more importantly, what they do about it. Right. Are they honoring those things or they're not just continue with gaslighting? Also, equally important to have support system in place. Right. Kind of assume that if there's been a pattern, more likely the relationship will end. I know it's going to be hard, hard to think about it, but reach out to a therapist or maybe support group. Kind of start thinking about what are some of the people I can connect to help me grow, go through this difficult experience. That's Completely. So true. When when my friends come to me with situations that sound similar to this, I always tell them like, obviously, it's great that you came to me. It's so important to talk to people. But just like you said, Dr. Naz, trust your gut. You are the biggest expert in the world on yourself, your intuition, your feelings. And I, I you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think I'm crazy. And when I see shit happening in my relationship, mm-hmm. I call it out. And it's I'm pretty much always right. And I think that a lot of people just need to like look into that intuition a little bit more because it really is, it's it's so important to, to listen to yourself. I actually have a question for you, Dr. Nas. For somebody who tends to be a soft launcher, <laughs> what are some healthy alternatives? You're a soft launcher, Gigi? I'm not a soft launcher. I was not calling myself out. <laughs> I was trying to get some advice for people who do that. I've never done sure, that in my sure, life. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe, I don't know. No, I, I actually am an infamous soft launcher. So yeah, it is what it is. Teach me, help me. <laughs> well, it seems like you have a very good uh, direct communication, which is opposite of being a soft launcher, a uh, soft launcher breakup. But I think what I encourage people to to do is to take a look at that. What am I getting out of this situation, right? Is it I like their person's chase? Is it about lack of skill? Like I don't know how to do breakup. And kind of thinking about what are some of the things from this situation that's working for you? And what are some of the things that doesn't work? for you. And I think also in a more global uh, kind of like picture, I'm kind of thinking about what do I want my legacy to be, right? Like when I'm 70, what would you, do I want to be kind of my legacy being like I was a heartbreaker and like all of these people like broke their heart and manipulated them or I have another legacy in life <laughs> that's important for me to pursue. So kind of zooming on that your legacy also is important. Yeah, I think like looking at that bigger picture thinking of being like, what does this actually say about me and how am I going to look at the end of this breakup situation? Like what what are going to be the social repercussions of that? I think that can be useful because it's like, I think people sometimes do this soft launching stuff because they think it will make them look like a good guy because they're not like directly breaking up with someone. But I think it's really important to understand that like, no, you look like an asshole. Yeah. And I (laughs) I never really think about the long term when I'm in these moments or these relationships, because I'm always, you know, in relationships, it's so easy to just be focused on the here and now. So I've actually never heard that advice before. That's so interesting. Dr. Nas, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This has been so insightful and informative. I'm keeping my eye out now. If I see a soft launch breakup happening, I'm letting I'm letting everyone know. (laughs) I text everybody immediately the minute I get a single little sign. (laughs) But thank you so much, Dr. Naz. This is like so much fun. And obviously you're like one of my favorite 
people in the world and like the most brilliant experts. So thank you for gracing us with your presence. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for inviting me. It's always lovely to chat with you. And thank you for giving me this space. Absolutely. Thank you again. That's all for today's episode, everyone. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube at Bad Break Podcast, where you can submit your own anonymous breakup stories to be featured on the show. And be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a review. Unless you hate us, then don't just don't do any of that. Just go ahead and don't do it. Go on with your day. Catch you guys next time. Bye.